podcasters. I'm your girl, Alexia Stefano, and this is I Don't Care the Podcast. I, I'm in one of those moods where I definitely feel like podcasting today, but then at the very same time, I'm like, you know what? No, I don't. So we're going to see what episode we get. I don't have like anything super specific plan to talk about i have a couple notes that i wrote that i want to address and go over but this episode is not about one thing in particular it's just um a week's worth of thoughts and news in one episode we've got an hour to talk so let's talk my I don't care of the week 65 episodes in still always struggle with this well I have one that kind of happened to me today and it didn't happen to me I'm not like a victim here just as something that happened but I was I gave Luna a bath and um when I give her a bath I use the detachable shower head that I have to uh, get her all wet and everything um and then I always take a shower after I give her a bath because I feel so dirty after I give her a bath that took so much time and effort and sweat and I I'm usually soaking wet by the end of it too um so I'm I always um take a shower after and the bathtub needs to be cleaned anyways because uh she gets it dirty because she is dirty before and now she's clean so I always wash the tub when I'm in when I'm about to take my own shower as well so pretty much I give Luna a bath all goes well she hates it she hates getting baths but she's way better now than she used to be now she lets me brush her teeth a little bit better. Um, she lets me, she like, she does it better. She hates her face being washed in the shower still. We struggle with that. I don't think that's something that will go away though. Um. So anyways, I go in the shower to take my own shower now. And for the life of me, well, first of all, <laughs> I turn on the shower, get the temperature to the temperature I like. And then I flip that little notch thingy up that then allows the water to shoot through the shower head. As soon as it does, I always know where to stand so I don't get hit at all. Because I don't like my body to be touched by the water as soon as I turn it on. Because I know it's always colder. And it takes a couple seconds to heat back up. So I always stand in like the same spot when I'm flipping the shower head on. And (laughs) it shoots me right in the freaking face. Like we have one spot of the shower head that doesn't go in the right direction. It goes straight out. And if you flip a little notch that's on the actual head itself, I can reposition where um, 
where the part that shoots in the wrong direction goes. So usually I shoot it so it's going to the to the sides of the shower instead of like head on in my direction. Clearly I didn't know that it was in the wrong spot. So I turn on the shower head. I scream because I was shocked by the warm water hitting my face. I'm closing my eyes like trying to fix it. Eventually I do. Luna, she's scratching the damn carpet again. You know why? It must smell. So my aunt gave me this carpet. Um and she has a dog. I bet you it smells like her dog Chica. And Luna is getting trying to get in there. Like, can you hear her? I don't know if you guys can hear. But enough. If you want to do that, do that to the other side, not directly under me. Um, and then I just couldn't reposition the shower head in in the spot that I usually like it. So I was annoyed this shower because it just didn't it was just slightly off just slightly off which is an annoying thing it's kind of like when you are in bed and something just feels a little wrong you're not as comfortable as you normally are and something just feels slightly wrong i don't know if it's the blanket or the pillows are in the wrong direction. Something super, super small. Like can alter everything. So that's what happened in my shower today. So that I don't care about. I like things being precisely the way that I have spent years mastering. Like everything in my life. When it comes to my showers. When it comes to my sleep. When it comes to my routines. When it comes to how I set up things, even just for the podcast, like pretty much everything in my life, I do very, very, very specifically. And when something is off, big or small, I know. It doesn't necessarily ruin things for me because I can move past and I can just figure it out. But I know it's it's different and it's not right. Like, Right now, if you're watching on YouTube, I couldn't get this light to be how it normally is. Because it's not normally like this. Right here where it's shining just above my head. But I couldn't figure out. Like, something about today is just slightly off. And I know Mercury is in retrograde. And it's starting to revert back to normal. So maybe in this, like turning of mercury that's like getting back in the right direction is fucking with me a little bit because like things were off i really felt i really felt the retrograde this year um and things are starting to get back to like usual for me but not not exactly now the things are smaller it's mercury it's mercury's fault speaking of I love planets. I love Earth. I love planets. Um, people, I feel like, always say Mercury's in retrograde and, oh, you know, Mercury's about to be in retrograde or retrograde is going to make us all crazy. But, like, do you guys understand that that means, like, Mercury is upside down? Recording 
the podcast episode and I realize I'm saying Mercury is literally upside down during retrograde and that's just not true. It's 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 rotating backwards. It's not flipped upside down. And I knew this in my heart. But I said what I said anyways. So I'm going to sound dumb. But at some point I'm going to say something smart. So just wait until I say something smart. It's going to happen. Like it's literally upside down. Because Earth spins. So if Earth was in retrograde, that would mean Antarctica would not be... Like, like the North Pole would be the South Pole. And the South Pole would be the North Pole. Like it would flip. And gravity would probably still be the same. Like I don't, I'm not a scientist here. All I know is that things would be different if Earth was in retrograde. And also people assume that all of these planets are perfect spheres are perfect circles they're not there's a reason why earth during specific months is longer than in other months i mean in the summer we have the longest days um of the year if earth was perfectly round every single day would be the same time but we have those changes and and that's a big reason or or possibly solely because it's not a perfect sphere. The sides are more protruded, are more out. There is a proper word for this um, that I learned in science class, astronomy class, because I love space so much, but I can't remember what is the name for planet's shape. Let's see. It starts with an E. I know that for sure. What is the term for shaping trees? That is that what I searched? That is I didn't why are these leaves? Oh, plants. Planets. Planets. There we go. Uh it says a planet must do three things. It must orbit a star period. It must be big enough to have gravity to force it into a spherical shape. I know, but it's not a perfect sphere. So what is it called? Oblate. Is oblate the word I'm thinking of? I could have sworn it started with an E. Um, ah, elliptical orbits. Is that the right word? Elliptical. Let me see. Elliptical elliptical orbits am i right yeah elliptical no yeah no yes no because elliptical is them going around okay let me uh earth is not a perfect circle but what is it ellipsoid there we go i knew it started with an e but is that how you actually say ellipsoid is that how you say it let's see ellipsoid ellipsoid i knew it i knew it 
Yes. So everyone thinks all of these planets are perfect spheres. They're not. So let me ellipsoid Earth. I love it. Yeah. Earth is not perfect. So the sides protrude. And it's not a perfect circle. So you learn something every day. I knew this fact already. I'm just teaching because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a woman of science. I'm a woman of science. I love it. So yes, because of the shape, it alters the days. If you wondered why we have longer days and shorter days, it really just depends on the distance from where we are from the sun. And if we were a perfect sphere, we would always be the same dif distance away from the sun. Okay, well, that's not true. That's not true. Well, it is true. Is it true? It is. It is. Because if we're spinning, no, it's not true because everything is spinning. But there are days and planet or in countries and stuff that are always closer to the sun than we are. And that is because Earth is not a perfect circle. Okay, let me see. Ellipsoid Earth and how it affects days. Let's see. Um, what causes the Earth to be ellipsoid? Sir Isaac Newton proposed that the Earth flattens at the poles because of rational forces, rotational forces. As the Earth spins on its, on its axis, oh God, this is a big word, the centrifugal force causes the Earth to bulge out at the equator. This is why Earth is better molded as an ellipsoid, which is a, a sphere, oh my God, so many asses, a sphere slightly flattened at the poles. Yes, but how does it affect, how does it affect Earth? Because I know it's, I know you guys don't care at all, but like this is, this matters to me. What is the physical fit? I can't say any S word today, apparently. The Dayton, um, I can't say any words apparently today. The Dayton, the Datum is fixed three-dimensional ellipsoid that is approximately the size and shape of the surface of Earth. I understand this, but how... Does Earth being an ellipsoid affect Earth? Just tell me how it affects it. Like, like. Just give me the answers. Where's my science teacher when I need him? I might never find this my answers, but now you know Earth is not a perfect circle. Most of the planets, if not all of them, are ellipsoids, not perfect spheres. Spheres still, because they're round, not flat, round, but ellipsoids. So they're just like condensed a little bit not a lot not a lot at all um they they can appear as perfect spheres but 
they're flattened a bit at the tops, which makes the sides pop out a little bit. Okay, you guys really didn't care about that, I'm sure. But I could go, if I, if I could sit here for hours with an expert to talk about space, oh, I'd be here forever. I love it so much. There's so much to learn and there's so much that like I will never understand. Um, but it's little fun facts like that that just make me feel like an astronomer. Okay, let's do our daily after affirmation, shall we? We'll be right back after this commercial break. Layback Living is a furniture store that has been providing customers with high quality and stylish furniture for years. They offer a wide selection of furniture for every room in the house, from the living room to the bedroom to the dining room and more. At Layback Living, customers can find furniture that not only looks great, but is comfortable and functional. At Layback Living, quality is their top priority. They only source furniture from trusted manufacturers and personally select each item to ensure that it meets their high standards. Their knowledgeable staff is always available to assist customers in finding perfect furniture pieces to fit their unique style and needs. With their exceptional customer service and commitment to quality, Layback Living is the perfect destination for anyone in search of beautiful and functional furniture. Be sure to check out their website at laybacklivinghome.com or check out their location in Richmond, B.C., and be sure to use code I don't care for 10% off your purchase. And I love these listen bitch affirmations. They're super fun for me. I would love to just read them all at once. But we're not going to do that because we're going to be consistent together. Which is going to be actually a key element of this week's episode. Okay. Is there a card calling? There's not. Mm, this card's calling out to me and when I say cards calling out to me it's just like an intuition feeling of like this card wants me to read it listen bitch tell the negative assholes in your head to sit in a corner for a long for a lifelong timeout. let me say it one more time oh my god Saturn in, is in this picture that's why I called out to me because a planet Saturn with the ring is in this picture listen bitch tell the negative assholes in your head to sit in a corner for a lifelong timeout. that's brilliant these affirmations are super fun i love it okay so telling those voices in your head to go just take a time out forever you don't need them they're not benefiting you to have those voices in your head saying you can't do it, you're not enough, you're not good enough, you're not strong enough, smart enough, willing enough, you're not capable, you're not beautiful, or whatever it is, those insecurities that you have, um, and, you know, the negative voices, I always refer back to, um, in like lots of TV shows and movies and stuff, you'll see on one side of the shoulder, someone will have a devil. And on the other side of this, their shoulder, they'll have an angel. And the angel is your positive thoughts. 
and the devil is your negative thoughts. Put that fucking devil in the corner and say, don't come back. The negativity, the self, the self, the self. Oh, my God. Guys, how do I have a podcast and I can't say any words? The self, I can't say self. Self. S-A-E. I'm done. What the fuck? This is, this is embarrassing now. Self-doubt is not good. Take a moment. Take a breather. Like I just did right now. I was getting overwhelmed by the fact that I couldn't speak. Take a second. Breathe. And come back. There's just way more in life to lose if you are negative if you focus on those insecurities on the things that you wish you could do but don't ever think you can there's no there's no point in that it doesn't make sense to be that kind of person i don't understand those kinds of people the people who choose to live a negative life they like to complain you say, oh, my life is terrible. Oh, I can't do anything. Oh, I'm not this, I'm not that. Yeah, because, like, that's low-key what you want. If you don't want to be negative and you don't want to live in a negative world, it is 100% up to you to not live in a negative world. 100%. You can try to argue me on that and, hey, I'll listen, but I'm going to say you're wrong because even if something terrible, terrible, terrible happens to you, it is your decision how you go about coming out of that terrible situation. You can choose to be negative about it or you can choose to be positive about it. That's not to say you can't live in that terrible situation for as much time as you need to. And it's not that you can't feel pity for yourself in the midst of going through whatever you're going through, but it's how you choose to overcome it, if you overcome it. I mean, people will hold on to things that happened to them 30 years ago and still let it define their lives in a negative way. And if that's what you do, that's what you do. But there is a better option. There are better ways to go about it. You can let something define you in a positive way, even if it was a bad situation. You can let something that happened to you be a a guiding tool for other people. You can let something terrible that happened to you be the reason why you want to be the best version of yourself that there can be. You can let yourself spiral. And you can let the negative take over. It's your responsibility to put the negativity in a fucking timeout. And if it creeps back in every so often, hey, it's gonna it's gonna do that. You live with it and you say, fuck off, go back in your corner. It's it's your choice entirely. 
people don't believe that and they're usually the people that are the negative ones who are like it's not my choice to be positive about everything it absolutely is your choice to be positive about everything it is your choice the positivity comes from within it comes from a strength it comes from strength at the end of the day positivity is is a form of being strong it's easier to be negative a hundred percent easier it ruins your life more a hundred percent it ruins your life it's easy to be negative it's easy to be negative, but it will ruin your life. So go the harder route because choosing positivity, choosing to be the glass half full kind of person, choosing to learn from your mistakes and past traumas and hardships, learning to come out on the other side is hard. It's hard and it's a journey. And... It is much easier to say choose positivity than it is to live positively. But when you do, and when you fully allow yourself to be more positive, you will notice your life shift. And and if you are a negative person and there's positive people in your life and, and maybe you find that they that you're en- you envy them. Just try being more positive and see if if that is the fix. Because being envious if someone is being negative towards someone. Choose positivity. Instead of envying someone for how happy they look, just choose happiness yourself. When you're put into a next situation where you could either be miserable about it or you can brush it off. Be like, hey doesn't affect me as much as I think it might affect me and at the end of the day we're going to get through this if you choose to do that then you'll be happier 99% of the time don't I'm not a doctor but I'm a living human being I love these listen bitch affirmations so fucking much it's I'm literally a therapist I'm not I'm not a therapist So everything I say, take with a grain of salt. Choose if it's right for you or not right for you. But I don't think a therapist would disagree with what I said. Everything is circumstantial, of course. But every circumstance can lead to something better. Whether it just be like you learned something or or if it, can be like you met someone or whatever it might be just choose to look at the positive side so last week what did I say last week I told you guys to um what did I say I told you guys to believe in yourself every day for a week make decisions that benefit your passions and that uplift yourself and this week i'm saying choose positivity if you do these things like genuinely think about it and think about the way that it can affect your life if you choose yourself 
and your passions. Positivity will come from that regardless, but then you get to choose positivity even more. Whether it be something as big as like someone passing away, which you see as how in the world could this be a positive thing for me? And that's where where it's difficult, where it's not a positive thing that happened to you. But what are you taking away from the situation, this horrible situation? What are you learning? What are you what are you what are you taking out of it? That can be a positive thing. Um, Or if it's you want to watch one movie and the person you're going with wants to watch another one. And so you settled for their movie instead of being a bitch and being like, oh, I'm pissed about this and negative about this. You can be positive about it. Um, Now, I'm preaching these words and I always say I preach the words. I don't always practice. I am a very, very positive person and confident. But I've said this many times. It's a day by day thing. Day by day. Some days I'm like on top of the world and some days I am in the core of earth surrounded by lava. It is just, um, it's just a day by day thing. It's not always going to be pretty roses and most of the time it won't be. But that's the point is when it's not, there is always still a light because you're alive. Just find the light and follow it and I know that sounds so stupid to say but do it and just literally see what happens um so that's words of wisdom with Alexia Jeez, I love I love it I love my advice segments it makes me sound so smart and like I'm a 90 year old woman who's lived all life there is to be lived not a 20 year old girl who has so much to do and live and like I said maybe in like 20 years I'm gonna listen back to this and be like you're an idiot because I'll be at such a low place but then I'll listen to my advice and be like you know what let me reconsider my my words of wisdom 20 years ago and just like take it with a grain of salt and like apply it to my life and then I'll be happy again so follow your passion follow your gut and intuition Believe in yourself. Do daily affirmations to start believing in things more. And put those negative thoughts in a timeout. Put those insecurities in a timeout, even if it's momentarily. Just to feel what that would feel like. And just choose yourself. Because when you choose yourself and you better yourself, you will be able to be there for other people more than you were when you weren't okay with yourself that's why choosing yourself is so important it's not selfish when it will benefit other people but you're also supposed to live a a little bit selfishly because you're living for yourself you're living with your own thoughts and your own feelings and your own um emotions all the time nobody else is taking those for from you so that's why you have to always trust yourself and live for yourself choose yourself Okay, let's move on. Drew, 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 Drew Barrymore. I am mad at you. Words, a sentence I never thought I would say. Drew Barrymore. The audacity. 
the audacity you have, Drew Barrymore. I love you. And one day, I will be on your show. However, the fact that you are dismissing the strike, the SAG-ACTRA WGA strike against AMPTP to to do a season four of your show, your show is going to be ready to be filmed once the strike is done. What is the point in... In, in, in filming a new season in the midst of the strike. Now, this might not seem like a big deal to people, but having someone, an A-list celebrity like Drew Barrymore, who is loved, who is successful and an icon in this industry, just kind of slap you in the face almost and, and make it seem like the strike isn't, inconvenience to her so she's just going to move on from it because she's over it yeah drew guess what so is everyone else the thing about it though is that financially you're okay and if you're not financially okay that is your fault because it's not like you don't have the means to the end you just fucked it so if you're broke right now. You have so many different ways to get money. I'm I'm not I I'm I'd be shocked if she's broke. This is disrespectful. No, I can't preface enough. I love Drew Barrymore. And will I be able to forgive her? Yes. I don't understand this decision she's making. She made the decision to start filming again in, what, two weeks? There are WGA writers on that show who cannot write for the show because there is an ongoing strike. There are actors who will not go on her show because there is an ongoing strike. So who this benefits, strictly just her, the producers probably, the streaming platforms, the people who we are trying to fight against, she is helping. And this is very, very damaging because she is who she is. If this was me, for example, this would have no effects to anybody else. But myself, which Drew Barrymore is doing to herself. I don't know because she is an A-list celebrity. Like, I don't know if they'll be lenient with her in the future and be like, oh, you know, yeah, you fucked us over during the strike, but you are Drew Barrymore. So, yes, you can do this project or if they're going to be strict with her. I hope Fran Drescher is strict with her. She said, I made a choice to walk away from the MTV Film and Television Awards because I was the host and it had a direct conflict with what the strike was dealing with, which was studios, streamers, film, and television. 
It was also in the first week of the strike, and so I did what I thought was the appropriate thing at the time to stand in solidarity with the writers. And to be clear, our talk show actually wrapped on April 20th, so we never had to shut down the show. However, I am also making the choice to come back for the first time in this strike for our show. That may have my name on it, but this is bigger than just me. I own this choice. We are in compliance with not discussing or promoting film and television that is struck of any kind. We launched live in a global pandemic. Our show was built for sensitive times and has only functioned through what the real world is going through in real time. I want to be there to provide what writers do so well, which is a way to bring us together or help us make sense of the human experience. I hope for a resolve for everyone as soon as possible. We have navigated difficult times since we first came on air, and so I take a step forward to start season four once again with an astute, astute, astute humility. I'm going to read you some of the comments. Convincing yourself you've done the right thing is different than doing the right thing. Don't cross the picket line. And if you are going to strike break, at least have the decency to not gaslight your audience into thinking you're exhibiting ethical leadership and solidarity. Um, Someone else says, please. Oh, is this the... Oh, we love her. Please, I really argue you to reconsider. This will be detrimental to your writers in the long run and will affect them for far beyond the show. That's true. Because same thing with what I just said. If you do struck work, you're banned. If her writers come back because contractually they have to or if they feel obligated, this... It, it fucks them in the long run because now they will be banned from union work. And that is not something you want to be banned from in this industry. You just, you're going nowhere if you are banned from union work. This is a career-altering decision. You will be remembered as a union buster. As will your guests. Exactly. Girl, if this world salad is indicative of anything, it's that you certainly do not, or certainly do need writers. Someone says, this isn't going to go away. This choice will ruin the legacy your show could have had. Thought it was about kindness. It's clear it's about profit and dehumanizing everyone involved. Someone else says, trying to dupe the general public is not a great look. Your show is a WGA show. You are not in compliance with the strike, and I hope you shut it down and acknowledge the damage you are doing. The unions have aided in your success. Do not support what you are doing, WGA. WGA strong. Like I said, 
this is a slap in the face. At the beginning of the WGA strike, she was supposed to host some sort of show and she stepped down in honor of it. And she was one of the first, if not the first celebrities to acknowledge and stand in solidarity with the strike. I feel like now because she did that, she feels that she has some sort of leeway to now be the first one to strike break and cross the picket line. You know what I mean? So it's just like it's offensive because these are people's livelihoods. These are real people struggling, wanting to go back to work. It's not a luxury like it is for Drew Barrymore, like it is for all the one percenters. So the fact that one of those motherfucking one percenters would, like, in the worst way possible, go against the strike, it is infuriating. It's disrespectful. It's offensive. Like, it's wrong. So I don't know how she comes back from this one. If she does. And and like one of the comments said, yeah, you know, whoever goes on her, pot, her um, show as guests... I I don't know. It, it's it's a tough it's a tough like thing because she is doing what we all want to do, which is get back to work. But what gives her the right to go back to work, going against what we're fighting for, just because she wants to? You have to see how wrong and disrespectful that is to. The 99% of people who are working paycheck to paycheck, trying to live, struggling right now because they don't have money coming in because they don't know how they're feeding their fucking families or themselves or keeping the roof over their head and Drew wants to just go back to work. It's abusing it's abusing the level of fame she has. It's just disrespectful. In all the realms. And this was a direct decision she made. As she said, she owns her choice. I wonder if she's going to own her choice when things really backfire on her. Because they will. They, they will. Whether it's, again, a project she really wants to be a part of. But she fucked herself over. I don't care if you're not going to promote sag after jobs. That's not the point. The point is that you are doing a WGA. That it, It's the point that you have WGA writers. It is a WGA show. Drew Barrymore, you are America's sweetheart. Kelly Clarkson wouldn't do something like this. All right, let's um, let's talk about consistency a little bit because I wanted to. And then I want to just like fill you in on a little bit more of Beyonce. So consistency is a thing that ish, we all should have. 
in abundance, really. And most of us don't have it at all or enough. And I'm saying this because I it's something that like I'm just picking up on. Consistency really is the key to life. Being consistent with your routines, being your skincare, your hygiene, your um, the things that make you feel good. For me, it's journaling and reading and my skincare and podcasting and all of these things. Consistency is the key to it, the success of myself and my future. Consistency is also something that is very much needed when it comes to trying to better yourself. Whether it be a diet or working out or um, staying connected with people. We just need to learn to be consistent. And that can be hard because you want to see results right away. Or you want to see the benefits of doing something immediately. And maybe consistency means forever. Or maybe it means you need to be consistent for a year at least just to start to see things coming in. And I notice, especially with diets, that people aren't consistent with them. They start a diet, try it for, say, three months and give up because they don't see results. And then try something new and then give up. And then it's a pattern. That is a form of consistency. You are being consistent in your choices. You're just making the wrong choices. And I know we all want to see results, whether it be skincare or or whatever. We want to see these immediate results. But let me tell you something. Specifically with skincare, because that's what I'm most educated on. Not formally educated, self-education. Skincare products that have immediate results are fake they are formulated specifically for those immediate results not the longevity of your skin not the long run if it says it's gonna help wrinkles within the next 24 hours you're gonna notice that your wrinkles are smaller that's because it's got a short-term effect And no long-term effects versus if you're going to use like a medical grade product, for example, the retinol that I use, you need to be very consistent. In fact, the first while your skin's not going to do good, you need to trust the process, be consistent with it, and then you're going to see the results Especially right now, like I don't feel like I see the results because my skin is very youthful and young. But when I'm 50 years old and my skin looks beautiful and bright and fairly pore minimized and wrinkle minimized because I took care and prevented, I'm going to be grateful and I'm going to be like, damn, thank God I was consistent with that. It's the same thing with other things things in life again being diets because I feel like that's something that so many people in this world try to do um even with Ozempic Ozempic honestly give it a try I'm not on it but I've only heard great things even if you're going to start 
taking Ozempic to lose weight, knowing that it is one of the most, if not the most efficient way to lose weight, you still need to be consistent with it. It's not a take Ozempic for three months and then be done. It's not take Ozempic for two years and then be done. You need to take Ozempic for as long as you want, obviously. But in that meantime, you also need to, you know, work out more and change your diet. And um, it's a whole process. So everything in, in life needs consistency and it's just so upsetting to watch so many people give up time after time um on different things in in their life because they weren't consistent enough with it i do this oh my god i'm so guilty of this like i'll work out for a month solid randomly and then i'm like oh my god i see results like things are going well and then i give up or not even that i get up give up i just stop And if I were consistent with it genuinely, oh my God, my health would skyrocket. My energy would boost up and I would see benefits in all realms of my life, surely. But I'm not consistent with it. Oops. Um, Same thing with um, meditations and affirmations. I was really good with it for a year. And then I fell off the wagon of it and I've not been good with it ever since. But if I stayed consistent with it, I would be better. And I'm always thinking about it. I'm always like, damn it, just go back to it. But it's hard to get started. It's really hard to do. So, you know, be consistent, work hard and, um, This is me talking to myself as well. So don't think I'm telling you guys to do this. I'm like, Alexia, be consistent. Work out. Work out. Work out. It's not happening. Okay, for the last um, 10 minutes of the podcast, let's just like, let me go into more detail about Beyonce because I feel like I didn't really explain the concert concert portion. I was like, and then we got there. Okay, so I got there before he watched. I don't know if you guys know, he walks late to everything ever. And not like 10 minutes late, 20 minutes late, 30 minutes late. She's always hours late. But to Beyonce, I was like, you cannot be late to Beyonce. Like, come on. Can't do it. So I get there at 7.30. Doors opened at 7. Beyonce starts at 8. I got there at 7.30. Well, more like 7.20-ish. She goes, okay, I'll be there at 7.30. I'm like, perfect. 7.30 rolls around. 7.40 rolls around. 7.50 rolls around. 7.55 rolls around. 7.56 rolls around. She calls me. Where are you? Oh, my God. We're on opposite fucking sides of this damn arena. BC Place is huge. I go, I'm at number, I'm, I'm at letter A. She's like, I'm at letter B. And I was like, okay, let's meet at letter C. So we ran. We, well, who am I kidding? Neither of us ran. We met at letter C, being C entrance. We get in. 
oh my god again we're so happy that it worked that was like nerve-wracking that it would not work but it worked and we made it in and then we're like do you think we have time to get food we're like ah we've got time to get food so we get food and we are walking to like the floor entrance and as we're walking through this like tunnel area to get us to the floor the lights just turn off and we're like oh fuck like shit's starting so I'm holding this bucket of chicken strips and fries and I'm running with my flashlight in my other hand and I'm like I don't want to lose that chicken strips and we're like but we don't want to miss so we're running and uh false alarm they just decided to shut off the lights on us for no reason so we get to our seats and we're like holy fuck we're so close um we're eating these chicken strips and fries which by the way the chicken strips were perfect perfectly crunchy perfectly chickeny mm. and i had no sauce and i wasn't risking running to get ketchup and missing beyonce coming on stage so i just i just sat there eating my dry nuggets and strips um beyonce ended up actually being an hour late and when i was checking her instagram the day after she was like doing a whole um birthday celebration backstage so i'm pretty sure that's why she was an hour late um yeah she comes on in this like beautiful blue dress the first four songs she did was dangerously in love flaws and all one plus one and i care which are all relatively so songs. And then she went backstage, changed her outfit, came back, and, like, the show really started because she started doing, like, big, big stuff. And I was struggling the whole time to, like, see the stage clearly because I'm five feet tall and everyone is tall, 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 tall. Struggling to see. It was making me nerd, pissed off. Um, But I saw what I as much as I could and I'm happy with what I saw like Beyonce was right there um and then my power came on you can't take my power my power they feel away oh wow they feel away oh wow and then she goes she's going that's my bloodline and blue ivy Carter blue ivy carter comes on stage on the front line go blue and they start dancing beyonce and blue are dancing and then they do their their fist pump and then blue ivy has her moment just to dance without mama on stage and oh my god that was the best thing ever blue ivy i'm telling you i'm telling you right now blue ivy will be a better performer than her mother and father she is going to take over the world saying it and Beyonce and Jay-Z are not going to be annoyed at it obviously they're like this is what we're training you for this is what you are meant to do of course Blue is willing and wanting to um and so when Blue left I was so sad I was like no stay the whole show babes or come over here come sit with me um at the very beginning before Beyonce came on though Chrissy Teigen John Legend there was a pretty big group I only I only know them two were there 
uh, they walked in from our side. But of course, everyone starts standing up. So little short Alexia couldn't see shit again. Um, all I hear is he wants say, is that John Legend? And people are like, that's John Legend. I'm like, oh, is Chrissy Teigen here? Because I, I love Chrissy Teigen. That's a controversial take, but she's funny and yeah she doesn't eat children for the people who like really believe chrissy fucking tegan eats children you're ridiculous it's ridiculous anyways yeah the concert was amazing i love the loud music beyonce has such like unheard of music where it's it's not like anyone else so the way she blended all her songs together oh it was so good it was so good she's a genius um the show was just fantastic and everyone showed up wearing their silver and looking amazing i mean it was just a great show nothing nothing to complain about except the fact that i wish i was taller and saw better but um it was amazing like i it was amazing amazing um so when she left the stage he was just devastated and i understand like i'm what we're four days post-concert and i'm also devastated it's a loss like to especially for us because it it was such a journey to get the tickets we almost felt like we were never gonna make it we knew we would but it almost felt like we were never gonna make it and to be there to finally experience it carefree just enjoying it and then having it be over it just sucks when the best times of your life end and concerts are the best times of my life i mean now i've been to three so sabrina carpenter um, Sam Smith and Beyonce three concerts in the same year I used to do like one concert a year before COVID and then you know what this is me making up time for COVID because that was like five years four four years I can't believe it was so long ago COVID it feels like yesterday those years meshed together into one long one but um it's just um i'm making up for lost time and i can't wait for ariana to come so excited kelly clarkson shakira katy perry i'm coming for you one day come here and then i'll come to you i can't afford to go to vegas right now and then like pay for the concert pay for everything it's just too much so if you guys can come here that would be really amazing thank you because kelly and no kelly's in new york Oh, I lied to someone then. I was thinking, Katie's in, in Vegas. Kelly's in New York. And Ariana is in her own world right now. She needs space. N-A-S-A. Woo! I love it. Okay, thank you guys so much. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow and like and rate on Spotify, Apple Music, blah, 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 wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, follow the Instagram at Alexia I don't care underscore no that's Alexia no at I don't care underscore the podcast my Instagram is Alexia underscore de underscore Stefano um check out all the things do all the things be amazing all right 
Thank you. Bye.